The following program originally aired at an earlier time. Enjoy. Second week of Christmas, my Dizzy gave to me another episode of the Dizzy Parker Show. Hello, everybody, once again, and welcome to the Dizzy Parker Show. I am the Dizzy Parker, and you are the listener, giving us a very special relationship. I want to thank you for giving me some of your time because you can't get that stuff back. If you're not doing so already, please make sure to follow me on all those social media platforms at the Dizzy Parker. That's at the Dizzy Parker. I've got exclusive content for each one. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat every single week. Also, please go to DizzyParker.com and sign up for my weekly mailing list where you can keep up with all of the adventures in Dizzyland. There will be exclusive content and giveaways over time. That will also be where you are notified of what is coming up that I won't announce anywhere else. So you are exclusive to the, uh, to the previews. If this is your first time listening to the show, again, thank you. My name is Dizzy Parker, and I am a musician, a personal trainer, a motivational speaker, and most importantly, I'm a Christian. This show is my umbrella under which I combine all of those attributes to speak to your mind, your body, and your soul, and hopefully both entertain and inspire you. On with the show. Today, we're going to carry on with the theme of the month, and that is Christmas. We'll have what my favorite radio show is doing for families in their listening market, North Carolina, shout out, plus the origins of some Christmas traditions that you may not have realized, how to prepare for your holiday travels, and an update on what my new house guest from the North Pole has been up to this week. So as you know by now, I absolutely love the Christmas season. Honestly, I just love the changing of the seasons and the festivities that go along with them. But Christmas seems especially fun because it's like the event you've been waiting for all year long. Now, I'm the type of person who enjoys the anticipation because it makes the final moments that much more special. Anybody that knows me personally already knows that I like to say that I don't like to shake the Christmas presents. It's kind of an analogy that I use for everything that I do. I don't mind the wait because it just makes everything happy. My house is fully decked out with wreaths and the Christmas tree and the lights and the little wall hangings, and so forth. But as I mentioned last week, 
there's been a guest in my house. An elf on the shelf has invaded the castle, and there has not been a dull moment. I have photographic documentation of his locations every day. This morning he was peeking out of a stocking, by the way. But he won't move in front of humans. It's an odd thing, really. He just shows up in different in a different place every day because of the strange business he gets up to when we go to sleep. I mean, you would do the same thing, right? Now, I did mention that the elf won't move, move in front of humans. But I have another roommate that isn't quite human. My friend Ronnie the Alien has been keeping a watchful eye on what this little creature's been up to. But I had him save the scoop until I had him here on the show so we could learn about this together. So here he is to fill us in, Ronnie the Alien. Disney, thanks for having me back. Two weeks in a row. Man, you're on a roll. It's almost like you want me around or something. Well, of course I do. Come on, you're my favorite color. Oh, I'm just messing with you, pal. Your trusty alien friend has returned, and boy do I have some information for you. So as you know from last week, the elf flew into the house in the middle of the night. The first night, he just wandered around. After he showed me his business card and informed me that he was on official Santa Claus business, he earned a little, a little, of trust. Anybody associated with Santa has to be all right in my book. The night we met, he told me about the extensive background check he performs on all elves and other employees of Santa Claus Industries. Wait, wait. Santa Claus Industries? What do you mean? Well, Dizzy, you know that after a thousand years of business, the man would have gotten more efficient at his job, right? That's partially what the elves are for. He doesn't have to do what he used to do to find out whether you've been naughty or nice. He now sends trusted elves, along with the usual mall Santas, to get updates on the kids. The elf informed me that this has made Santa's business so much easier. I always knew there was something up with those mall Santas. Yep. Well, anyway, the elf flies back to the North Pole every night. Well, it's more like a flash. He's actually back within the hour, but it happens every night. I'll be doing my usual thing, making the cats kick over their bowls, and I'll hear the door creak open. And he's back! At first I thought he would say something about my interest in scaring cats, but believe it or not, he started to join in. It is hilarious! They'll be climbing the banister upstairs, and they'll jump because he floats up there and they never hear him coming. Have you ever seen what happens when you put a cucumber near a cat's food bowl? Imagine that! but with a little red elf. <laughs> well, Ronnie, Ronnie, that doesn't sound like anything big. I thought you said you had some real information for me. Oh, I got so caught up in the fun and games that I almost forgot. The elf still won't tell me exactly what he's reporting, but he did give me some information to pass along to you specifically. Well, go on. He told me that Santa Claus himself would like to be on your show. My show? No way! Way! He won't be able to stop by, but he would love to chat with you before Christmas. Oh, man, I can't wait. Yep, I'll chat with the elf and see about setting up a time. You think maybe the week before Christmas? Perfect timing, you're so smart. All right, I'll pass it along. 
Bye, everybody. Oh, man. Oh, man. That is super, super exciting. The Santa Claus right here on the Dizzy Parker Show. Well, you, you heard it right here, folks. Stay tuned. Two weeks from now, I think, is what Ronnie's going to be passing along. We can look forward to an interview from the one and only Santa Claus. That's right. But for now, <laughs> I need to manage my excitement. That means it is the perfect time for a song break. And if you haven't heard it, you get to hear it here first and check it out on iTunes. We'll be right back. But in the meantime, please enjoy Firecracker. Now let me tell you a little story about a girl I know She is a pretty little thing, yeah, she's good to go But beware that if you play around, she might explode She is a firecracker, baby, and she's out of control Don't light a fuse She could blow up in your hand and don't refuse To try to understand She might lose That girl is so in demand so please excuse This warning if you can Wish I had known before I met her Now I cannot forget her burned yourself. I told you about playing with fire. Maybe you'll learn your lesson for next time. Wish I had known before I met her. Now I cannot forget her. That girl is very dangerous. Be careful if you light her. Cause you are playing with fire. That girl will make you fall in love. Wish I had known before I met her. Now I
And ladies and gentlemen, that was Firecracker by Dizzy Parker. You can get that on all of your streaming platforms, Spotify, Google Play, and eventually iTunes as well. iTunes is holding me up. Sorry, folks, if you've been waiting for your Apple Music or iTunes. But you can check it out right here on Pauling Public Radio every week until I release a new song in the next few weeks because I write and record a brand new song every single month just for you. And I release it right here on the Dizzy Parker Show. So you want to be tuning in every single week. But I can't believe it. We're going to have Santa Claus right here on the Dizzy Parker Show. If you just tuned in, that was the big announcement of the week. Ronnie the Alien informed us that Santa Claus wants to be on my show. That's super. But until then, let's spread a little holiday cheer. And speaking of holiday cheer, what brings those feelings immediately better than the decorations during Christmas? There have been years past where I feel like we were we were missing those in public circles, and consequently, those ended up being less memorable Christmases. Wreaths and trees and angels and fireplaces and stockings, all these things tend to bring a little more of that warm, fuzzy feeling every year. I know they do for me, at least. But did you ever wonder where they came from? Isn't it weird how we have uh, we have green stuff in the house and we have circle pine stuff and then then a fake tree or a real tree depending on who you are if you have allergies like me. Um, so I've heard some things over the years and I found this one article one this one there's many articles but I found this one from the Huffington Post that has a few of our favorite Christmassy traditions in it. Uh, the first one is tinsel. Now, we didn't have a lot of tinsel in my house growing up. Don't know why. It just wasn't part of it. But I like tinsel. Tinsel's nice. So tinsel originated in Germany in the early 1600s. But it's plastic now, little shreds. But originally, it was very, very thin metal. And the metal workers would cut it up and shred it. And then they put it in those little strings. So Germany, 1600s, document that. There's going to be a test uh, at n- n- never. Um, and then you have baubles. I never called them baubles. I called them uh, Christmas decoration balls. That's what I called them. Uh, this also came from Germany, interestingly enough. Uh, see, I've got my notes right in front of me. Local man Hans Granier was the first first to manufacture them in the late 1840s and they were fruit and nut shaped glass so if you have any old ones on your christmas tree that have those little points or they're slightly different than just a little circle shape spherical shape that's where it came from it's more it's supposed to be more like a fruit and let's see here american retailer fw woolworth made his fortune by importing baubles into the country in 1880. That's American business at its finest. He was reportedly selling $25 million worth of baubles every single year. Could you imagine just one product that you sell for $25 million a year? Christmas has been a big business for a long time, I must say. Mm. See, did you hear that? That was notes. 
And then we have the famous Christmas tree. Now, I've heard a little bit about this, but let's see what the Huffington Post has to say on the matter. Uh, The green fir tree was originally used by pagans and Christians to celebrate winter. Pagans used branches of the fir tree to decorate their homes during the winter solstice, as it was said to make them think of spring being around the corner. Now, that's what I always heard when I was a kid, too. We had uh, evergreen trees because it's the thing that lived through the winter. And Romans used fir trees to decorate their temples at the festival of Saturnalia, and Christians began using the tree as a sign of everlasting life with God. Now, this is something I commented on on my YouTube channel. Go check that out. I'm not going to get into it here on the show because that's a long conversation. Oh, my. Very long conversation. Let's see here. We've got Christmas lights. Uh, Yes, in Victorian times, the tree would have been decorated with candles to represent stars. In many parts of Europe, candles are still used to decorate Christmas trees. And American insurance companies didn't like that because people were burning down their houses. So they, so some businessman, American, once again, smart people. I love America. Ralph Morris was concerned about that fire hazard and created lights similar to candles. That's why the really older ones, uh, they have larger bulbs and, and you know, like when you see in the Vegas vacation, Vegas vacation, Dizzy Parker. See, I'm trying to go on vacation. Christmas vacation with National Lampoons. And let's see what else we have here. Mm-hmm. We've got various things and then we've got angels. We know where they came from and obviously hearts. We know where they came from because we all love each other at Christmas. And that's the list from the Huffington Post. I assure you I checked that out before we started. Ah, yes. Uh, I have a little something else on my mind this week as well. I grew up in North Carolina, and for a few good years, I listened to a morning radio show called The Ace and TJ Show. If you've never heard them, they have a podcast on iTunes also. That's where I got the idea to do mine for my radio show. These are two guys from humble beginnings who pursued their dreams of working in radio for years until they built their own empire. I don't know the amount of their success, but they began in Louisiana at one station until they grew into a multi-state syndicated radio show. This brings a massive fan base and plenty of advertising revenue, mind you. With the success, they have always been willing to give back to anybody in need. They have charity work throughout the year, including an organization called Grin Kids that organizes fun and support for the needs of young children with terminal illnesses. Christmas is no different. Every year they do a special event called Breaking and Entering Christmas. Now, I know what you're thinking. That sounds dangerous. Well, it's what Santa Claus does every year. So, heh. So, Breaking and Entering Christmas is, I, I have a little print out from their radio radio station website. Uh, it says, we're looking for families that need help this Christmas. It's time for Ace and TJ's Breaking and Entering Christmas. Each year, our brand of band of merry hoodlum elves select families that need an extra hand around the holidays and deliver gifts and other surprises. Keep in mind that Ace and TJ's Breaking and Entering Christmas is designed for families within listening areas of the Ace and TJ show. So if you're listening from New York, where I'm broadcasting from, eh, stop. Also, keep in mind that this is about bringing Christmas to children who truly deserve to have a storybook Christmas morning. Now, a few things they've done in years past 
were families where where one or both parents have lost their job due to layoffs or whatever, or the families they're just struggling, or there's been some sort of some sort of family. I hate to say violence, but yeah, that happens in some some families. Uh, places where the families can't have that quote unquote traditional Christmas morning with 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 presents and togetherness and fun and happiness. So what they do is they take up donations from their listeners and and create this Christmas morning. For these families, they they choose one per year and then they broadcast it as a radio bit as they're doing it because, hey, it's fun to sneak around and uh, and and give people gifts without them knowing that it's going to happen. With this mindset, what would you be willing to give out of your abundance? Remember, I said they grew their fan base from one radio station to uh regionally syndicated show throughout many states. Every one of us has different amounts of wealth and different skill sets we are blessed with, but how often do we hold back? I'm not talking about reluctantly dropping a few dollars into the Salvation Army bucket because we heard a bell ringing outside the grocery store, but really giving. My friend Nick, who you've heard on the Dizzy Parker show once or twice, presented the idea of spending Christmas Day at a local soup kitchen after the mandatory family time, of course. Or how many articles of clothing do you have in your closet that you haven't touched in a year or more? I I heard an interesting way to deal with that subject, by the way. Turn all of the clothes, clothes hangers around that you, you know, the opposite way, the wrong way. And in one year's time, the ones that you have not pulled out and turned back around as you used them, get rid of them. You didn't need them in the first place. Try it out. What are you blessed with that someone may not be, is my point in this whole conversation. There are plenty of people out there who would give anything to just have a Merry Christmas. I'm not asking for any donation to any specific charity at all. But I was moved to bring up this topic so that you could search your heart and find a way to help someone this year. Every one of us has the power to make a difference. Think about that. And as you're thinking about the difference you can make in someone else's life this holiday season, the personal trainer in me and business owner side of Dizzy Parker has some thoughts for you to carry with you. You're probably going to be doing a lot of traveling during these next few weeks. There will be family gatherings and work parties and various other social events that aren't usual parts of the schedule. I'm really big into scheduling, by the way. They'll take our time and offer us plenty of distraction and dietary enticement as well. I know that I gain about mm, 10 to 20 pounds every year between Halloween and New Year's. Just saying. There are two pressing issues here. Your health and your success. I deal with these topics every day, so I felt as though I'd address them here. Whether you're trying to keep yourself in shape physically or financially, make sure you prepare. Fitness is a great example of life. There are times that are certainly meant to enjoy without regret. But there are so many more around those times that we must use wisely so that the fun and games will not throw us off course. Make sure you're preparing meals throughout the week, for example. Get your timesheets and reports done early. 
get in a workout early in the day before you start having to wander around the city. Don't save those phone calls that you need to make, and you know which ones they are, until later. I'm preaching to myself here as much as anybody, but take care of your important tasks before the fun begins. I think our parents taught us that lesson early in life. There's no need for New Year's resolutions when you're already doing the right thing. But thank you so much for listening, everybody. I really, really appreciate it. I'm ever thankful to WPWL for allowing me to commandeer the airwaves every week. But please make sure you're following at the Dizzy Parker on all social medias and sign up for the newsletter at dizzyparker.com so you don't miss a thing. I'm recording Christmas songs every week for my YouTube channel. And thanks again, everybody. Thank you, Mike, for being so awesome. I love you, and I will see you next time.